0: And uh, glad to have uh, the following guest, Jeff McLean, um, longtime Eagles beat man, also columnist, does it all a little bit, and a man who loves a good two or maybe five-part series. Uh, Jeff, uh, welcome back to the uh, the Matt Mosley Show, and uh, you should know. The Baylor Bears, a team you once spent some time around and their old coaching staff now has cracked the top 25. I know you're a Penn Stater and you all are up there around the top five, but the Bears are now in the party, and uh, I want you to start fearing the Baylor Bears, sir.
1: (laughs) Uh, I've always feared, feared the Baylor Bears. Matt, you know that. (laughs) <laughs> Top quality program, always have been. That's right.
0: Back with uh, back with a certain quarterback. You were you were preparing that series. I believe that was uh, Kevin Cobb, and some of the Baylor uh, Bears staff knew Kevin, and you were working on that. Now your latest two part series. I was reading earlier in September, the internal strife. I love it, man. You stir it up like nobody's business, and you do it in this very, very thoughtful way. First of all, where is your relationship right now with a guy we both know, the general manager of the Philadelphia Eagles, Howie Roseman? Are you in a good place with Howie?
1: I believe I am. Never in a great place, but I think we're in a speaking terms relationship right now. You know uh, why?
0: you know, I don't really have to cover him anymore, so he and I seem to stay in really good shape. But I that did interest me, all that analytics. and, and um, I, I've never thought Lurie of really being like anything like Jerry. I always thought of him as, you know, every once in a while he talks, but I never really thought he had that much involvement. But you start reading this, and it's like, whoa, whoa, this guy does. Sometimes he does like to get his fingerprints all o- over everything. Does that... Do you think that happens more when you have, like, a, a brand-new coach? Does the, does the, do you find that the owner of the Eagles gets, gets more involved?
1: I think that's happened over the last uh, few head coaches with Doug Peterson and now Nick Sirianni. It was always there. He was involved. And it was just that Danny Reed did a very good job of keeping him at bay. Um, you know, as, as I've been – you know, various people have worked with him. They, they always say he's more Jerry Jones than you realize. He just, uh, he just isn't out front. Uh, talking to the media all the time, he does a very good job of disguising his his involvement. Whereas Jerry, you just know he's the front man in so many ways, and and obviously you see that he's got his, still has his fingerprints all over the team, not as much uh, as you know as, as he used to, but you no. Know, Jeffrey's always been kind of very involved, and I've always, always felt that uh, he knows football, that he's a little bit of a football guy, and I think analytics was the easiest way for him to kind of get. Um, you know, to have some involvement because this is something that's a little more, you know, it's business. There's the numbers are in some ways black and white, and he doesn't have to watch film or crunch, uh, you know, uh, tape on, on players stuff that he doesn't really know much about. And this allows him kind of a an entryway into being able to kind of second guess the various coaches that he's had, and mostly, you know, Doug Peterson. And I think that was one of the part of reasons why that that uh, relationship ended in a divorce.
0: Yeah, yeah, the uh, it did it did happen. Talking to Jeff McLean, Philadelphia Inquirer beat writer on the Matt Mosley show, uh, ESPN, Central Texas. All right, so Dallas week it is, and uh, lots of excitement. It seems though, Sirianni. It's always interesting how a new coach leans into this rivalry. And, boy, this, this guy really did. I mean, I, I think sometimes it takes a coach a while to kind of figure out, okay, what's this like, or I need to experience this for the first time. Obviously, somebody's been in his ear saying, no, this is a huge deal to our fans and everybody around. As a longtime Eagles observer, what was your gut reaction to the showing up in a Beat Dallas T-shirt, the, the new head coach there for the Eagles?
1: I mean, it's a little bit of pandering, right? Uh, He's kind of done that now throughout uh, his time here in Philadelphia. And I think in some uh, respects, it is a little bit of who Nick is. And and I think, you know, coming from a college background, he played the game uh, at a level. uh, He likes rivalries, and I think that he's willing to kind of play it up. Uh, But he's certainly pandering to the fans. I don't think the players care too much about Dallas versus New York or Washington or whatever. You know, they, they don't. And as you know, like we've always joked, uh, those of us in the media, just how like you know Philly fans hate the Cowboys, but I don't think the Cowboys fans hate the Eagles fans. Like they don't, don't think they, they consider Washington more their chief rival.
0: Used to be, but but no, I think the I think at one point, when especially in the Reed era, Eagles moved ahead. Now Giants would jump yeah. up there because those Super Bowl teams with Coughlin, but the e, the true hatred. I think long ago, honestly, the old school Cowboys fans might still think of the Washington football team, but I think all that's gone. Like for for, a, I think it's mostly about the the Eagles because then you had the the hatred built on the foundation of Buddy Ryan that that turned that turned this rivalry into
1: kind of sent it to a
0: different level.
1: Yeah, that, that's fair. Although I don't know, I just don't think the rivalries in the NFL are what they used to be. Um... I don't know why that is. I guess maybe it's players hugging each other and giving each other uniforms after a game. I don't know. There's a bunch of stuff that I think's kind of blurred the line between the hate that you used to see teams would have for each other. I guess it's still out there a little bit. But even even this past week, it just didn't seem like Philly versus Dallas is a big deal in the city. There's a lot of other things going on, I guess.
0: Yeah. Well, like, I like mean... Both teams are great. You guys used to... WIP would have funerals for Terrell Owens, and Burn is... <laughs> burn him in effigy or something outside. Don't associate me with that. (laughs) I bet you've been on that station many a time in in both stations, uh, in fact. So I have to associate you a little bit. Who is our buddy there? I forget who you have rivalries with, so it's always I'm a little delicate with who I bring up. But the the one guy that I still hear from and I did a show with one time recently, national show at 5 in the morning. We started at like 5 or 6 in the morning. Anthony Gargano. I mean, you talk about a guy who has too much energy. Oh, Jeff, that was.
1: Gargano's that my was, man. He's my boy. Oh, you like Okay,
0: good. Good. I I don't have, have, have rivalries? Oh, stop it, Jeff. You you guys all have rivalries. I I had to navigate that thing. I was like Switzerland. I usually get in fights with people, but somehow I befriended all of you guys for the most part, even less like me. All right, it is uh it is Jeff McLean on the uh on the uh on the Matt Mosley show ESPN Central Texas. All right, it, where, is, uh, where are the Eagles? I mean, it's a week-to-week thing probably with Jalen Hurts at this point. It's like they, I, if I know that fan base, they can't be totally sold on him. He was great week one, not good week two. Um, we know him around uh, these parts because he's from actually the Houston area, and then obviously he went to the Sooners, and he was really, really good there. Um, is it – do you feel like the fan base is like I don't know if they ever truly fall in love with anybody but they I kind of sense they want to fall in love with this guy.
1: Yeah, I think they like a lot about what Jalen brings to the table. Uh his confidence, his you know, his personality, he's kind of got that cool factor um that you know, I think sometimes that goes over well uh, with a certain segment of the Philly fan base. You want you want your quarterback to have that kind of uh that kind of attitude about himself and the position, um, but I think in terms of the you know what he's done on the field, you you can't you just can't say with certainty one way or the other. It's only six starts that he's had in his career, as you mentioned. He played pretty well, I thought. In the first game, they kind of you know, kept things a little simple for him, and they're allowing him to kind of <clears throat> you know develop. And that's the way I would handle it um, with him and, and a new in- offense. I don't think I don't think Nick Sirianni helped him much last week against the 49ers. But that being said, there were also times where Jones didn't help himself. I mean, he's, he, he's missing things sometimes on the field. He's not seeing things and or he'll just kind of tuck it and run a little bit too early. I think um, he, Nick said, he didn't think he did that, but I don't know. just looking at it myself and talking to some other people. I, I think that was kind of, and that's a fair assessment of, of how he's playing the position. Um, but I feel like that, you know, he's a smart guy. I, I would hope open it up for a little bit, you know, like give him some NFL, you know, give him a little bit of the NFL offense. I think he can do it. I just, you know, um, I just wonder, Nick, right now, I don't know if right now the relationship between the two in terms of, like, you know, I'm not talking about person, personality-wise. I just think in terms of the offense and him executing, I'm just not sure that it's there and it's going to take a little while probably. It's only two games, so we'll see how this plays out. But, you know, I just don't think you can say with any certainty one way or the other whether Jim's going to be the long-term guy or he's not.
0: You know, the Eagles have had some issues over the years, as you well know, at cornerback, at safety play, some of their coverage. Cowboys have Uh, really good they're really good at receiver they're missing their third receiver but Cedric Wilson's pretty pretty good and they actually have a decent tight end Dak seems to be in a great place Um, are the Eagles built a little better than they used to be on the back end to hold up against a uh, against a hot quarterback like this
1: I would say a little bit yeah Darius Slary's a solid cornerback he's He's more of a man-defending guy, and, and the new defensive coordinator here, Jonathan Cannon plays just a lot of zone. So I'm not sure if that entirely plays the slate. He can do it. Uh, as you've seen before, I, mean, I think he's, he's trailed uh, Amari Cooper and done a pretty good job against him. But you, you won't see that tonight. Uh, they'll play zone. Steven Nelson's the second quarterback. He's, he's better than the, what they've had previously as the second corner. This you know, um, And then that safety, Anthony Harris, I think he's pretty decent. The other safety spot's a little bit of a question mark. Ronnie McLeod isn't going to, still isn't bank from his knee knee injury. So you have Marcus Epps and, and Kayvon Wallace, who's, who's a second-year guy. Those are the, I'm surprised teams haven't gone at those guys more. But what Gannon plays is he plays a lot of soft zone, and they'll allow you to kind of move the ball on a little bit and then just try and hopefully clamp down when you get inside the red zone. They did that well against Atlanta, not so well against the 49ers, although they only allowed 17 points last week, and, and I think only 4.5 or 4.6 yards per play. So I don't think the defense was anywhere near the at fault for what, what happened last week. And then of course they got, they got the horses up front. They're without Brandon Graham, as you know, mm-hmm. you, I mean, you covered Brandon. I mean, he's, he's the heart and soul of that. Not only the defense of the team and he's still, he's still uh, pretty productive on it in terms of setting the edge. So I don't know if they're going to have that type of guy to step in. They have a lot of guys up front that are um, talented and capable, but, um, BG is definitely going to be a little bit of a loss. But, no, the defense is pretty solid. Um, but I, I agree with you. I mean, I feel like just looking at the way Dax playing, and I think they'll be able to score points tonight on the uh, Dallas, that is.
0: Yeah, I'm hoping maybe Fletcher Cox read your column. You're kind of looking for him to perhaps step into that leadership role. And Fletcher uh, may be a you know, really fine player, but not a, a, a huge vocal guy. So maybe he'll be that guy who steps up. Talking to Jeff McLean. Uh, the uh, longtime Eagles uh, columnist, uh, longtime writer there. Now, e- either of these two wide receivers, the young wide receivers between Devontae, who uh, obviously were excited to kind of see what he becomes, or Rager, who at times this season, and even the preseason, was lighting it up, certainly has shown some flashes. Um, is there is there a, a thought that that maybe Philadelphia finally has that threat of you know, it's, it's been since, what, Deshaun Jackson, since they had the, the true deep threat. Do you think one of these guys uh, could be on the way to break out?
1: Well, Devontae is going to be, I think he's going to be a top-notch uh, wide receiver in the NFL. Um, yeah, I don't know if he's going to be top five or whatever it is. Who knows? But I, he's going to be a competent guy. He's going to, he's going to have over 80 catches and 1,000 yards in a season every you know every, when he starts to get figuring this out. And you, we've seen glimpses, uh, glimpses of it already in the first two games. Rager is, you know, as you mentioned, it's kind of it's inconsistent and you know, he'll, he'll hop, he'll flash here and there, but it's just, you know, the route running and doing some of the necessary things you have to do to play that position in the NFL. I just don't see enough of it. Quez Watkins is the third, quote unquote, third receiver, although he's playing as many snaps as Jalen. I mean, he, I think he has more ability than Rager and certainly in terms of stretching the defense. He caught a 91-yard pass last week and another 26 yarder. So he's He's the guy I would look at. I think he's going to end up being their second guy over Rager.
0: All right. but Well, listen, uh, I'll be in studio tonight and will not see you at the game. Uh. But uh, I'm very upset, by the way. You used to come into town, call me, uh, or or like at least pick my brain about the Cowboys. I think it's important to note I'm still probably the guy you should lean on more than like a Todd Archer or anybody like that, all right?
1: I just want to be very upfront you with that. Say, hey, let's, let's, I would call you and say, hey, let's go out and just get something to eat, maybe have a little bit of a cocktail, maybe, maybe not. And you're always too busy for me, always too busy.
0: Well, you all stayed on the wrong side of the Metroplex, and uh, you <laughs> guys, Worth, for whatever reason, were always drawn to Fort Worth. <laughs> and uh, as you saw with SMU beating, uh, the, you know, uh, TCU the other day, Dallas making another statement. Why people always think of us first. All right, um, Jeff, good to good to catch up with you. Uh, have fun at the ball game tonight. Those are always fun deadlines. A good Monday night football <laughs> deadline on the East Coast. That'll be great. But uh, great to visit Matt. with you. And I'll talk to you soon. I right, see you, buddy. Thanks a lot. There he goes, Jeff McLean, uh, longtime friend and a longtime uh, beat writing buddy. We he cover he's covered the Eagles for a long time. Does a tremendous job.